Good morning. This morning we are starting a three-part. Uh -huh. All right, so this morning we are starting a, uh, a short series. It's a three-part series called Prayer, Care, and Share. And so this is based on a section of our uh, discipleship material that our small groups have been walking through for the last couple of years. So for a few of you, it might be familiar. Um, for some of us, um, it kind of partners up with a couple of standalone sermons from earlier, a couple months ago. One was how to share your story. So I don't know if you remember that one. And one was how to share God's story. One was about sort of a short personal testimony, right? And the other one was about um, the gospel, being able to share the gospel using a visual. I don't know if you remember the circles and all that. And so all that material comes from the same book. And so um, that's what we're going to kind of work out of today. And so the intention of the series, um, the three weeks, is to help us to find opportunities to regularly share our story of how Jesus changed our lives um, so that we can transition into God's story and so that we can share, especially in places where we work, where we live, where we study, where we shop, where we do our hobbies and things like that, right? And so um, this will help us to understand more about that. And so one thing I need you to understand real clearly right now, the power of your story, okay, combined with the power of the gospel is what allows the Holy Spirit to work in the lives of people around us. So don't miss that. Don't miss that. And the Holy Spirit wants to change these lives from mundane, weary, heavy-laden lives into something rich and beautiful, full of purpose, and that has a hope that is everlasting. So the goal for us in this series is to allow God to use me to see a friend, family member, or coworker come to know Jesus. And so the three topics that we're covering over the next three weeks are very important aspects to a Christ follower, and they should be seen as such. But for the intent of the series, we're going to kind of focus them in a little bit on, on how these will help your story land on fertile ground so that it opens a door for a spiritual conversation. So that, does that make sense? So how do, we, how do we get into conversations with people about our, um, our faith? And so the first one today we're going to talk about is prayer. And so the focus will be how to pray daily for my list of five, okay? And so we are going to uh, talk about how prayer is very important for several reasons, but um, at the end of the sermon, we are going to talk about a list of five people. And so there's even a space at the end of the sermon notes for you to write down the names of people that you want to see um, draw closer to God or that you want to be a part of, of helping them make um, that decision. And so um, as we're talking and things like that, if a name comes to mind, it's perfectly fine to jot that down, but we'll talk more about that at the end. So today we're going to talk about prayer. The second week, which will be next week, we're going to talk about care. And so people, people don't normally care about what you say, 
if they don't think that you don't care about them. Does that make sense? And so, and so caring for them and, and being genuinely interested in what's going on in their lives and what's going on around them is important to people, okay? And so we're going to talk about that uh, next week. And so I know that that doesn't necessarily come naturally to some people. Um, it, you know, some of us are a little, a little more introverted, so that doesn't automatically work in our, in our gift set. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in place, and we're going to talk uh, more about that also. And so uh, in three weeks, we're going to talk about sharing. Share my story to share God's story. And so this will be uh, going back to the other two sermons or kind of putting those two together. Um, and because, because I don't know if you realize this or not, but you have been invited and you have the privilege of being answer to someone else's prayer. Okay? And so people all over the world, God is working behind the scenes right now, right now, preparing people's hearts to understand the gospel and preparing their hearts to respond to the gospel. And so you've been put in that place to answer those prayers. And the Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear that we're to share our faith with our friends, our family, all of those around us. And so this is, this is not optional, per se. This is, this is a call for us. And so, so where do we begin? Well, prayer, I guess, because um, that's what the sermon notes say. So when I was kind of prepping for uh, this talk today, I wasn't getting the sense from God that I needed to teach you how to pray, right? And so I didn't feel like I needed to go back to how the disciples asked, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? And he walks through the Lord's Prayer. I didn't feel like I needed to do that, um, right? I don't have any catchy acronyms or anything like that. And I, I'm not even sure there's much I need to say about prayer. Because even if you've been in the faith just a little while, you've probably heard or know that prayer is important, right? And so I don't think... I'm going to talk that direction, but we will talk about a few barriers. And so, so you're not going to be surprised when I say prayer is important, but I know for myself and, and, and more often than not, and I have about 20 years experience in ministry, more often than not, we come to the end of the day, we come to the end of the week, and we feel a little guilty because we did not pray enough. We did not pray for the things that we said we were going to pray for. It's really easy to say, oh, yeah, you're going through something horrible. I'll pray for that, yeah. Um, or we didn't put enough emphasis on the things that need to be prayed over, right? Our family, um, you know, our kids' salvation, right? Our marriages, right? Things like that. Those are so important to pray daily. Whether, whether you think you're in good shape or not, those are very important to pray. And so, and so what I'm not going to do today is I'm not going to make you feel bad for not praying. It does zero good, zero good for me to make you feel bad that you may not have a vibrant prayer life. Because shame and guilt never draw people to God. Never. Okay? But what I think we're going to do today is we're going to practice. Right? So why not pray um, while we're talking about prayer, right? And so this might be a little more uncomfortable, but we're going to pray a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, okay? Let's start right now. Would you bow with me?
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather. We thank you that you're here among us. Um, we thank you that you're working in our hearts and behind the scenes, but we ask that you, you help us to hear what you need us to hear today. Would you draw us closer to you? Would you help us to step deeper into our own faith, step deeper into our own hearts, step deeper into prayer like you've called us to? We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Charles Spurgeon said it this way. True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. So what, what I want to help us put together today is that um, how prayer and the Holy Spirit work together, okay? And there's a couple of things that I think we might have are uh, sort of a misinterpretation um, of how it works. And so the first thing is God absolutely wants to hear from you, okay? So remove any doubt, remove any question that you have, and we'll talk about the little more, but he absolutely wants to hear from you. Second, prayer is not complicated, okay? You don't need a PhD or master's in vocabulary. Is that a thing? Okay. You don't need that, okay? And, and look, you're, God's not going to be deceived by your fancy words or nothing like that. When you pray, he knows what's coming out of your heart, okay? Uh, the third thing is um, that <laughs> it, it, there's no secret handshake to this, okay? Just because you're here today um, and, and some people are not, prayer is for everybody. So it's for you that, that have professed a life in Christ, and it's for others who, who don't know anything about it. So prayer is for everybody. The last thing is it's, it's not a combination lock, okay? You don't have to figure anything out to do it. You don't have to be this way or that way, right? You could be sitting here in church like you do every Sunday, and he wants to hear from you. Or you can be out in the world completely in despair, wondering what you're going to do to get out of your mess and he will hear from you because he wants to hear from you he longs to hear from you and he wants you to come to him some of this isn't in your notes sorry i didn't get a chance to adjust it. but matthew eleven it'll be on the screen says this come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest so the God of the universe is making this invitation. Who is he talking to? Everybody. Everybody. Are you not weary? Are you not heavy laden? Right? Are you not anxious about things? Are you not depressed sometimes? Um, it's for everybody. People who feel empty. People who fear, feel despair. How about this one? How about people who feel mundane and normal? He wants to hear from you. And then finally, for those who think they have nowhere else to go. The bottom line is this. This invitation should change your world, okay? He wants nothing more than to hear from you, and he's inviting all of us 
to this. It doesn't care uh, how great your social media page is, right? He doesn't care that you have secrets to hide. Um, he doesn't even care if you don't think you're ready. He's inviting all of us. He's inviting the most awkward of us, the most broken of us. Um, he's welcoming us in. I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that any other religion can make that claim exactly. They fix, fix yourself and then come or do these things and you're welcome. God doesn't say that. He says, come as you are, as dysfunctional as you are with your mundane, heavy, laden life. Come to me and I will give you rest. This is probably one of the most stunning and beautiful verses that I've ever read. So if, if you don't feel that way in your heart, if you don't feel this from the God of the universe, please come talk to me. We will pray, we will talk, and we will figure this out because he is inviting you. Make no mistake. I feel like a prayer is coming on. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this time. But Lord, if there's anybody here that does not feel your call in their heart, if they don't feel you drawing them closer to something greater than themselves, greater than what's in the world, help us, Heavenly Father. Help us to hear from you today. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're not a part of this, they're not invited. You help us, Lord, to feel that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to talk about how prayer and the Holy Spirit work together. But first, we need to learn how to untie and raise the sail. So this is what comes from that discipleship material. Prayer is essential to a healthy, faith-filled life, okay? And I don't think anybody will argue with me that if, if you want to get to know somebody, right, you have to spend time with them, right? And so all the relationships, the important relationships in our life, you have to spend time to get to know them. Well, God is no different. You have to spend time. You have to get closer. And so prayer, prayer is one of the greatest gifts he's given us for this, okay? This is kind of our direct communication line. And so this is how we talk with God. And this is how we receive things from him, like, like help, uh, like, um, like just communication about, about direction and guidance and things like that and, and how we are to help him build his kingdom here on earth. And then one of the greatest things is this is one of the ways you can experience mercy and grace. It is through prayer with your heavenly father. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so on that note, prayer is so important to God that he even gave us a helper, right? Because you were not designed to pray alone and you were never designed to feel like you were alone. So he's gifted us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is here to guide us, to inspire us, to teach us, right? And to lead us and fill us with that hope that is everlasting. And, and as a disciple of Jesus, 
um, you are to allow the Holy Spirit to direct you. And so it, it is, you'll, you'll hear the phrase like living in the Spirit and things like that. And so you are, you're being asked to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in this way. And trust me, this is how you can get to a life full of freedom and full of purpose, right? By allowing the Holy Spirit to take control of our lives. John 3, 8 says this. God's Spirit blows wherever it wishes. You hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. And it's the same with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Some of your translations might say God's wind or the wind blows. So, so imagine this. So imagine the Holy Spirit is like the wind, okay? And we are like sailboats. Does anyone sail here? Anyone ever do any of that? Okay. You sail? Nice. So I've, I've not sailed, so I don't know exactly, but I know there's a few things that has to happen before you can actually get on, get on the road or get, get going, I guess. And one of those is that you have to untie the sails, right? And so for, in order for us to catch the wind and actually sail and leave the harbor or leave the port or whatever it is we're starting from, you have to untie the sails from the mast. And so by untying the sails, you're taking one of the first steps to actually go on a voyage. So some of you might be following where I'm, where I'm getting here. So as Christians, I believe that we fail in our prayer life probably, probably a little more than, than some other aspects of our lives, right? So it's easy to, to make a list and go do things, right? But sometimes prayer takes a bit more obedience. So that, that can be a little tougher for us. Um, and so sometimes there are barriers too. And the sort of the two main things I would say is unconfessed sin or unresolved sin in your life. And here's a good one. And our desire to be in control. Those things are like ropes to us and will keep us tied down and will, will, help, will not let us see where God wants to take us. Does that make sense? Because those are blocking or, bar or they're barriers or they're ropes keeping us tied down. And so with, it's only with honest reflection and a true heart of repentance that we're able to remove those ropes and get going. Um, one, one other thing is I think we have to be a little bit careful of our definition of God. Um, sometimes we might simplify it too much. Like sometimes we think that he's only here to take care of us, right? Or maybe he's a, something like a vending machine. We put a prayer in up here. We get a blessing down here. Because whether you want to admit it or not, we are all still seeking happiness elsewhere, like, like treasure hunters. We're, we're trying to find the next best thing. We're looking here and looking there and trying to dig it out. And so we don't, we don't even realize that right here, right in front of us, waiting is the most amazing God with the most amazing life we can ever imagine. Because he is a God who loves you and wants to hear from you and all you need to do is confess that you need him. But you do have to realize who he is because he is the beginning and the end, right? He is the alpha and the omega. He is 
the great I am. He is the breath of life. He is the king of kings. He's Lord of lords. He is redeemer. He is restorer. He is healer. He is king of kings. He is the light of the world. He is the lion of Judah. He is Yahweh, El Shaddai, Adonai, Emmanuel. Sometimes, sometimes we treat him like a relative that we only invite for Christmas and Easter. You have to realize who he is. So Hebrews 12.1 says this. So then, with endurance, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Witnesses surrounding us. That's the Bible. That's prophets. That's disciples. That's people in your life. I know you know people in your life that are on fire for God. Those are our witnesses. With a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up. Get rid of the barriers. See God for who he is. See him for who he is. Let's pray. Dearly Father, we thank you so much for this time. And Lord, if there be any barrier in me, would you help me to remove this? Help me to see it very clearly. Help me to empty myself of all that is not pleasing to you, all that is stopping me from, from fulfilling your, your will, all that is stopping me from seeing your greatness. And just fill me with your spirit. Overwhelm us with your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, after you untie the sails, you have to start raising the sails, right? Because untying the sails is only a part of what has to happen. So in order for you to actually move, you need to catch some of this wind and actually move forward. And so it's the same in our lives. So after you're able to confess uh, sin or barriers in your life, and then you can fully recognize and acknowledge God for who he is, he can then start preparing your hearts for what he has for you. And then you can admit your dependence on God and receive the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Glory to God who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. When you are able to raise your sails, you are allowing the God of the universe to work through you with your wonderful obedience. He's able to, to do these things. And so, and so you are able to declare, God, you have freed me you have restored me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I am yours. Let's pray. Lord, lead me, the Holy Spirit, wherever he desires. 
I want to be used by you. I want to be filled with all that is you. I untie and raise my sails and I declare, I declare and acknowledge how great you are. I do this for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. The last thing I want to cover focuses back in on the, the series. And so we're going to talk about how to pray for our list of five. Okay, so um, if you have written any names, it's fine. If you haven't, that's fine. What I need you to do today is do that today. That is your homework today. And I will be calling and checking. No, I won't be doing that. But at, today is the day you need to write down these names. If it's, if it's more than five, that's fine. Write them down and you'll get to those at another time. Because we want to be able to pray daily for your list of five that are pre-Christian. And so, and so we want to be able to pray for those that you want to see draw close to God. And that's going to be part of our homework. Kind of like a takeaway if you want. We also want to pray for boldness and awareness to share with those God brings into your path daily. Right? And so this is where you want to be more aware of your surroundings. And I know I've been guilty of that walking away from an interaction with somebody and going, ah, oh, I could have told them about my faith, or oh, or, oh I, could have, I could have invited them to church, or, or all these things. And, and, and I don't know if, if you've missed those opportunities and felt that later, but I sure have, and I, I hate that feeling. And so being able to be used by the Holy Spirit and praying that direction. And then lastly, be prepared to pray for others on the spot as you discover their needs. This one is going gonna, is gonna to sort of be tough for some of us because like I mentioned earlier, we are very used to saying, sure, I'll pray for that. You need prayer? Yeah, I'll pray for that. I'll write it down. We need to switch our thinking. And when someone says they need prayer for something, why can't you pray on the spot? What, what would stop you from praying right there? Again, it's, it's not fancy words. It's, it's not that you can or can't do it. Um, you don't have to be ordained. None of that. You can do it. You can pray on the spot. And so if we start putting those things in place now, this will help us as we, as we move forward sharing and caring um, for others. Because you need to understand we want to see people as God sees people, Okay? And we need to understand our own role in caring for people. And this is what this series is for. All right, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray based on this, uh, this last section here, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to pray for our, for our list of five. And so if, if there's just a few on the list or there's more that we're thinking of, um, we pray that that we recognize people that are in need. And so you, we ask that you help us to be bold and aware of, of people around us and what they're going through because everybody's going through something, Lord. So help us to see that in people so that we can, we can step forward and care for them, and minister to them and pray for them where they are, Lord. 
Help us to be more aware of that, where you've placed us, where we work, where we shop, where we play, where we study. Lord, those are our mission, mission fields, and help us to see that for, for what that is. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, while we're on prayer, if you need something, you're going to get a prayer text uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon, or I think it's tomorrow morning. And so if you need to share anything with us, and this would be a great time if you have questions, too, about what we talked about today. You can use this, this avenue here. You can use the Connect cards that are on your seat back. If you have a question, um, please, please ask me or Pastor Tom, especially if you do not feel that invitation from God, okay? That's very important. Um, the next thing is um, this, okay, Celebrate Recovery then. Um, September 12th is a one-year anniversary for Celebrate Recovery, so they are doing something very special, so it'd be great if you could join us that night at 7 o'clock. We're going to have a, a celebration and really, um, I don't know, really just celebrate what God is doing in that ministry uh, where we're seeing lives change and, and people being healed of things. And so if you can join us uh, for that, that'd be great. Um, this Friday is our Wendy's Awards night. And so what we do that night is we celebrate our volunteers. We do kind of a banquet-style banquet meal. We kind of dress up so you can dust off those, those tuxedos if you got them. Uh, so come dressed up for a, for a night of fun and just fellowship. And, and we're going to do a taco bar. And so that's going to be... Am I the only one excited about tacos? <laughs> so that's going to be fun. So come join us. Meals starts at 6.30. Uh, the presentation starts at 7. Come early, though. You can hang out. There's going to be a photo booth, so you can take fancy pictures with your family. We'd love to have you. Um, September, 25, September 25th, I need you to, to mark this down. Uh, we are having a Teacher Appreciation Sunday, and so we, we really want to celebrate and pray over our teachers. We have quite a few, actually, that that come to Wonderful Hills Church. And so we're going to have a nice gift for you. And then we're going to have many, many nice prizes that we're raffling off. And so hopefully this will be a really, really great time for you. And what we want is we need your help. So if you are a teacher that attends here, uh, we'll send out an email uh, this week. But if you are a teacher that attends here, we need you to register so that we know how many people work that are coming. And if you're going to bring a friend, a teacher friend, or if you know, if you have a, family, a teacher in your family and you want to invite them, just help us to get them registered so we know how many gifts to buy because these are nicer than normal gifts. They're not just like pencils or whatever. They're a little nicer than normal, so we want to get a good head count of how many is coming. So you'll see that coming up. And then I, I need everybody to uh, mark their calendar for October 2nd. Um, we have, okay, Wednesday the 7th we're going to start. There's a lot of announcements today. Uh, Wednesday the 7th, we're going to start back here on our Wednesday night uh, Bible study, and the youth are going to start back. The men's prayer is going to start back. Uh, Bob Gayer is going to have a prayer time. So there's a lot of things happening. I think um, Stephanie's going to have uh, some, some classes, some kids' classes too. So something for everybody. We're going to walk through Revelation. Um, I think that's going to be just awesome, so I'm excited about that. And the last thing, mark your calendar for October 2nd. We have Church in the Grass. I just need you to save the date. We're going to be down at Gibson Park this year. We're going to try something a little different. And we're going to have a cookout afterwards. And so that's all I got. I want you guys to get out of here. Thank you very much.